fucking cut off sleeve shirt. Here, same style, just gray. Just gonna have a fucking vine tattoo around the wrist. Dragonfly on her shoulder. Oh, welcome to 8mm dissection, folks. <laughs> Holy shit. Oops. Uh, this is Petey. This is the hamster. And we are covering a... <laughs> not 8mm dissection. That's not a fucking movie. Guy ruined it. Insidious Chapter 3. Wrapping one after two, saga. folks. That's one after two. Trilogy. It's not a saga yet if it's only three. What makes a saga? Four, I believe. Why couldn't they just call it a quad? Quad. A quadra? Quadra. Uh, a, a quadrilateral. Quilogy? Qu- <laughs> Quail! <laughs> Quail! <laughs> I got nothing, dude. Sorry, we started this on the wrong foot. Oh, we that... started on a dikey foot. And I mean, while that's an interesting foot, it's not a wrong foot. No. It's however, <laughs> in. Uh... <laughs> 40 year old dyke baby! Uh, that's amazing that's how i describe my baby baby uh niece baby cousin baby cousin Cousin. not my niece excuse me cousin my bad she's like three months old maybe (laughs) she looks like she's gonna grow up to be a fat dyke she just looks like it i didn't i didn't understand at all what you meant and then you showed me that photo and it was unmistakable there's no that's exactly what exactly what that person's gonna grow into you, as we were saying, is going to have some sort of vine around the wrist tattoo, short hair, frosted tips. Excuse us for being sexist, but it's true. You can see it in the baby's fucking face. Very true. Cut off sleeve shirts. Always. Poor baby. That yeah. one was indeed born with original sin. Fucking Christ. I know. Let's get on topic. Right? So we're doing one after two. One after two? Yeah. Ah. That's, That's a city. Yeah, it's That's, actually if you do math. Again, we're back to trilogy and quil- quail. Still not sure how we're going with that. Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Saga to be, I'm sure. Uh, it's pre-sagging. How, how does the movie start, Josh? I don't. Want, I don't want to start this one. You. You literally just finished. Hold on. I want to focus on these socks right before we get started here. Let me see. Pull, pull up the... Oh, that's... That is wonderful. Okay, so what I'm seeing here is a largely blue sock. Goes over the calf. Wonderful design with the, a nice spongy yellow across the top of it. And below that, I'm seeing a lot of green pineapples and fucking Spongebob and Patrick. Under Cook's pants. And I had to wonder what the rest of that looked like. All I could see was the teeth, really, of Spongebob. <laughs> but I knew exactly what I was seeing. And I am in absolute awe of these socks right now. For two reasons. One, they're gorgeous. And two, how do you have a hole in the shin of your sock? Right here? Yes. Toenail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. That's a goddamn problem, Chief. Yeah, no. Uh, Holy shit. I lost you my... put a hole in the cap. Putting it on, yeah. In the okay. shin, rather. Excuse well, me. Well, okay. Here's how it happened, right? All right. Lay it on me. What kind of <sighs> good excuse do you have for I got, I dagger got... feet? Hold on. Here we go. Right? Okay. So, 
I just moved recently, and I lost my toenail clippers, and I never think to buy one, because I don't think about that. And I've been meaning to pick one up, because I did need to clip my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> this was fact. It's true. They, they were needed to be done. You know, I had to apologize to the lady that they were a little long, but whatever. And then it bit me in the ass when... Uh, to the lady? Oh, the lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what lady? Who? What lady could you possibly have to apologize to about your toenails? <laughs> what lady's fucking with your toes? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Thank you. His and, urologist, folks, for those who aren't listening. No, I was, I was going to say the, uh, the lady who does uh, pedicures, but... Oh. I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm a pedicurist. Uh, mm. Let's not get on that topic. Okay. Um... But yeah, so they were a little long, and then uh, I was letting the dogs out the other morning, and I hit my toenail on the door, and it kind of ripped in half. The nail did. Yep. Like like it just long wise. Uh, kind. Well, it's not like half half. It's like the the (laughs) a quarter of it's just kind of missing. Just lopped a corner off. Yeah. And so it's kind of sharp right there, and I went to put these on, and I just went tagged right on there. Huh. And then it did the stupid one where it catches on like that fucking tiny little nugget on your pinky toe. You know what I mean? You ever had that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, fuck you, let go. The tiny little won't... nugget, he says. I don't know. It just <laughs> sticks and it won't get off and it's just fucking pissing you off because it's kind of. Anyway. A few years before the Lambert case. <laughs> 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 that's how the movie starts. Yeah, yeah, that, that is. Uh-huh. That's how it is. Jesus Christ. It's black screen. Kind of foggy. And then it comes says that. Foggy screen? What, right before? Just go. Just go. Anyway, pans across this nice neighborhood, <laughs> middle of the day, right? On go, Zooms over to this... Uh, Young lady walking down the street singing do a diddy diddy dum diddy dee. Um, do at the end. Do a diddy diddy dum diddy do. Do diddy dee. Isn't it it? Singing do a diddy diddy dum diddy dee. It's diddy do. I'm pretty sure it's do a diddy diddy dum diddy do. Singing do a diddy. I lost it. Nailed it. Goddamn nailed it. Fucking Christ, man. This Okay. So we're in Umbop territory. And uh She uh she walks up <laughs> to this house, knocks on the door, and uh is asking for Elise. And it's Elise and the Elise. Yeah, she looks like she's like a meth addict, like a shut in. Motherfucker, if you don't know who Elise is by now, go back to the other movies. Why are you watching You've the come third to the one? wrong place? Like this is about her, essentially. Almost holy, really. Almost. But kind of. With the W. Still a good, it's a good prequel H. sequel. Oh. Holy. <clears throat> just making sure that there wasn't some confusion. Can't, that she was anyway. one of God's disciples. So she's talking to him about him, and at least like, oh yeah, I don't really do that anymore. Um, Sorry. The girl's, uh, <clears throat> the girl's like, but I really need help. Like, I really need to talk to my mom. Like, I was told you're good at this. She's like, yeah, I just... I don't. I just don't do this. Sorry. And, uh... I can't do it anymore. She tells her the daughter, like... Then she's like... Elise is kind of looking at her, and she's like, oh. 
Where'd you say you came from? All right, you know what? Come on in. Let's let's give this That's a, a shot. a long ways away. Yeah. Gorsh. Um, she finds out her mom's name's Lily Brenner, and he's gonna try to uh, contact her. But as she's sitting there, she kind of uh starts getting freaked out. She says, "It's not your mom that's being around you, lady. It's something else." And when you try to contact the dead, all of them can hear you. Wow. You blasted that scene. Right in the anus. I did good, right? I mean, it was, it was skippy, but it was good. You, you got through it quick. Sorry, I was just, I'm, I don't know, man. Yeah, you, no. But you go, your turn. It was, it was solid, bro. You nailed it. It was just. I didn't paint it very well. No. I was I was straight factual, like a <laughs> stenographer. That's okay. That's okay. I don't mind. You gonna you gonna pick it up, PD? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm gonna take it from here, Chief. I just said half of the shit. <laughs> you have no idea where we are, do you? No. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, I was determining whether or not, like, it was worth going back for anything that you jumped over. Because, like, like you, you just covered, like, ten minutes, almost. What, no, no, probably more like five minutes. Let's go. Let's, like, make it even four. All right. I like it. But I've just moved on with my life. <laughs> I don't have time to make up for your mistakes, so. Fuck you. We're just going to keep going. Uh, so, after all this has gone on, uh, Elise got scared by, you know, a growl that she kind of heard when she was doing her little mystical thing um basically it's just like you you need to go kind of time so now we pop back to the house and we are with ms quinn this lovely young lady what is what would you say she is in this movie 17 18 no she's i'm, I'm gonna say 17 maybe eight yeah that has to be I mean, because she's just about to graduate high yeah, school going and on she's a dish yeah she wants to be an actress for sure uh, theater style from the look. Yeah, of it. yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't have to actually try to be a movie actor. What do you mean? <laughs> what? What do you mean? I don't understand what that means. You have to try to be a movie actor. You just can go do it. It's just the thing. Yeah, you don't have to like be good at acting. Look at Ben Affleck. I guess, but he's making a lot of money. Look at Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, see, you don't have to try. You just have to go. You just have to go do it. Just be like, I'm going to be in this movie. And they'll let you because Hollywood is silly. And as long exact, as you have a pretty face. That's exactly that. Yeah. You don't even. Nice doesn't have to boss. be that great. Are you kidding me? Steve Buscemi? Yeah, I guess. But he's a great actor. He is good yeah, at that's what true. he does. That's, that's, that's the true. <laughs> yeah, so be good or be pretty. <laughs> be good or be pretty. And we've been told that through the ages. I think that's ages. just life in general, true. right? Be good at what you do or be pretty. Sucks to be both like I am. Well, at least here, but most of the world's kind of that way. Be good or be pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much everything. Pretty things die faster. I think, I think tribes, it's not quite as useful, but... Yeah, well, yeah, if you're going to like that, like clearly being... If it's a first world country, being pretty is helpful. I think that's yeah. probably the best way to look at it. It's true. I hmm. think if you're in like the tribal thing, it's basically if you have working genitals. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, honestly, they know some, like, okay, let's say, we're not going to get into this, we're talking about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're back at the house, it's nighttime now, and uh, Quinn's laying in bed, 
and uh, uh, she's kind of like hearing something. She can't fall asleep. She says, uh, "You there?" And you you kind of like very very subtly hear just a yeah, right? It was yes. Or I think so. Sure, all I heard was yeah, like I just heard I like a, I think it was a yes. All I, I heard I was the oh well maybe I'm crazy. Maybe maybe my uh, TV was very not quite loud and the dogs were chewing on a bone and I wasn't paying attention fully. But also possible. Uh, and then she goes, Mom, and then I think I'm pretty sure it's Quinn that comes back. But I'm not entirely sure if she says Mom. I think I just kind of filled that in. But it only made sense. Like, that's the only thing that I could think of that that she would have said there. True. Uh, anyway, so yeah, and she gets Quinn back. Ah! Uh, and it sounds like it's coming from the vents, so she's all sketched out. She wants to go up and check it out. And... <laughs> It's a bad sound for wind. It's like a, like a an aggressive duck more than wind. <laughs> Watch out for those aggressive ducks. I think <laughs> I think they're actually uh, called geese. Geese are the aggressive ones. No, no, but I'm saying an aggressive duck and not a goose. But what if it was a goose with most a... geese are aggressive, right? Yeah, all geese. But I've always been told stay away yeah. from geese. They'll... I'll fuck you, you up. Shit. I'll fuck you up. The stupid little really... bird with a long ass it's neck. A big fucking bird. Like, dude. honestly, I think the best weapon to hunt geese is a katana. That's sad. Uh, with their long neck, if you're not afraid to kill it, it's not that hard to kill. <laughs> no, just walk up to it with a katana. Guess what? <laughs> Done. I don't know why you have to have a katana. <laughs> I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> I, I, I almost said I guess, but that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> why is it appropriate? If you have to kill a goose, <laughs> you must have a katana for it to be appropriate, or at least make sense for it to be. Uh, I don't know. Like, it just feels like if you're walking up to I've just pictured it's this big showdown with this goose you've been battling with trying to get out, get into work, right? And it's just hanging out in these gardens, and it pissed you off one day. So you go home, you're clearly Asian, you pull out a sword, and you're just like, not today, you goose bitch, and you walk up to work, and it starts going doing this wing flap thing, and you just... You can just go like this. Whoosh, and guess what? <laughs> wing flappy thing. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, know. look how big, big I am. Yeah. Thing, yeah, and you just kind of hold, hold your katana up, and you just kind of like cut the tip of its wings off, yeah, cut its fucking head yeah. off, and then the other tip I of the wing. start with the head and just call it Well, no, because it's going like this. So if you're going like this, clearly you're going to get the wings. If your blade's good enough, you should be able to just fuck that thing up in one fell swoop. Well, that's the thing. It's one swoop. It's just... Oh, but you're gonna you're gonna get the wing, the neck. You you're gonna go straight through that little okay, bird, bitch. Okay. I thought you were talking three separate whacks. So no, like, no, no, no. Oh, I think it'll fucking adjust it's... after that first whack, chief. You should. Fuck! If your katana can't go through a goose, get a new katana. <laughs> what are we doing? Or it did go straight through the goose, and that goose ain't just giving a fuck. Still coming at you hard. <laughs> fucking noodle neck. Flopping around, <laughs> spitting blood everywhere, because it doesn't have a head, Zombie it can't stop. Okay, what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we jumped to morning. Yeah. We have made it nowhere in this movie. We've totally. We're already at morning. <laughs> <laughs> the first one of twelve. Probably no, no. Four. Fuck you. Uh, Dad's on the phone. Her, this is the first time we're seeing her father. His name is Sean. Is it? Yes. Okay. Uh, you can tell he's stressed out, talking to somebody from work, blah, 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 blah. Uh, while he's on the phone, he's like, did you even go to the grocery store? And she's like buying, you know, modern foods like quinoa. And he's like, well, I don't even know how he pronounces it. What the it. fuck's Kanoi? Kanoi? That's what it is? Okay. Jackass. 
Quinoa is what it was. Quinoa is disgusting. It's not. I like it. It's good shit. It, I mean, depending on how it's presented, of course, but it's pretty this good. This guy wants man. to eat raisins out of a rabbit's asshole. Oh, my God. I hate your face. Quinoa is not good. But he's clearly dissatisfied with these options, just like you. So you can go fucking live with Sean, and I'll meet up with Quinn, and we'll go get some sushi and say fuck you. You can't eat sushi. She's a vegetarian. Fuck. Someone wow. fish. Wow. Wow. They have vegetarian sushi rolls. She's not going to want to go. She's too it's not modern. not sushi at that point, though. No, it's fucking, hey, look, I got some carrots rolled up fancy. Want some zucchini? Come to think of it, I've had a vegetarian one. Because of that month that I uh, did that. And no, it wasn't that I just gave up. It was a planned month. Fucker. Anyway. Dick. Okay. Let's see. See, in this scene with the dad, I couldn't tell if he was going to be just an asshole of a character or if he was overstressed and he was... You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, you couldn't tell if he was just the dick of a dad or if he was stressed out. Yeah, he was just overworked and trying to not be so... And you find out it's... It, it becomes clear basically after during this scene, though, that it's like, okay, yeah, he's not really an asshole. He's just... Which was... I thought that was a good job on that, setting that up. I like that aspect. Not just like the typical... Like, just going to be an asshole father. It's not going to believe at all. It's like he's very in tuned with his daughter. Yeah. I uh I just wasn't a fan of uh him in general though his his character uh, the person that played his character maybe it was the acting of it more than anything that I didn't like see that's what I liked actually I thought his acting helped play it off better hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the of the father overall yeah he, just, he seemed kind of weird and out of place and why was he so jacked up what is this dude's job mechanic he's a mechanic he's wearing a jumpsuit green jumpsuit fair enough um. Well, it's still like why he was just this big, jacked up, muscular guy, and he's talking about how he never has time in his life. Is like, well, okay, so you wouldn't be working out, you wouldn't look like that. That's for fucking sure. I thought that it, I don't know. Yeah. He just seemed like a weird person, fair to be in the role that he was playing. Kind of like the uh, captain, uh, whatever his name is from uh, Arrow. Yeah, I didn't. I just Arrow has bad casting. It's it's odd. I like uh, I like Diggle. Diggle, I don't know, man. Like everybody, I think everybody in that show, I think except for uh, Roy and uh, I don't even know who this Roy is. Roy is Thea's boyfriend, like, the Red a Arrow. Little, a little wears. No, I have no oh. idea yet. And uh, I'm not even through the first season. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So the two people that you haven't seen yet are the only two good casts. I think. <laughs> you don't even like who they got for Oliver. Like he's an okay person, but his acting's kind of just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is kind of met here and there. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it's it eh. Regardless. I uh I wasn't a big fan of the father. He just eh. Maybe he wasn't horrible either. Like it didn't totally take me out of the movie or anything. It was just I thought they could have done a better job or gotten somebody kind of better for that role. But whatever. Um <clears throat> so it's morning. He's all frazzled. Uh, so far, you haven't seen any mother or anything like that. <clears throat> and he says to Quinn to get your brother to get her brother up, rather. So she goes. She does that. She gets him up. She's back in her room. Does some, you know, little line practicing and shit for for this audition she's got coming up. Uh, Dad's, you know, 
freaking out because the kids still aren't getting ready. Whoop ass face, that whole yeah. comment. I thought that was kind of a silly little. Scene. Hey, see, this is my whoop ass face. When I got my whoop ass face on, it means I'm about to whoop some ass. Let's go. Like, I thought that was probably one of his best lines. Yeah, in, in I liked the whole it. Movie. Uh, for sure. For sure, one of his best lines, actually, because it, it was a that was a really convincing scene out of all of his scenes. They're like it felt like kind of a family situation. Yeah, like hey, try not to be a dick. Let's fucking go. Come on, let's go. We gotta we go. Gotta get that. Get your ass moving. We got places to be. Right. Um. So yeah, they're getting ready to go. They make they start walking out of the hall. And uh, well, don't we probably shouldn't skip over the conversation where you know they fi- first mention you know, family wise, like what her position is because of her mom being gone. Oh yeah. She's in there practicing. He comes in and yells at her for not getting her brother up and getting him roused when she's like, I did. And then, well, and then like, she has this kind of like tiffy with him and about how her future's like, what my future's not more important. That kind of conversation is just like, Oh, ever since her mom's been gone, you know, I need to direct your help. I'm super blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you can tell that there's a lot of extra stress in everyone's lives now. It's just a yeah. little, a little more like deep character development kind of shit. I liked that. It's it was it felt pertinent to like getting you to understand where this family's at. Yep, I like that a lot. But yeah, after that, go ahead and take it away, Josh. Um, so they're leaving and uh, they're walking down the hall and they see like uh, at the end of the hall for the elevator, I believe it uh, is an older couple is walking up out of the elevator to their apartment and. Uh, fuck, what's their last name? I'm not entirely... Oh, uh, Brenner. No, no, I know that's their last name. The, the, oh, the other ones? The older couple. Because I, I know the, the husband's name's Henry, and then... I can't remember what the old wifey lady is, but she's kind of looking at it, she's just like... It's a very strange interaction. She's just like, you gotta see these birds. She's just ch- talking gibberish, and, you know, paint, you know she's old and sick so you don't really think anything of it yeah um <clears throat> oh grace grace yeah okay grace. gotcha so yeah they just kind of end up walking past and they go to the uh they get on the elevator that's it mm-hmm. for that scene yep they go down they just kind of introduce her as this crazy lady sort yeah. of thing in the building very very with strange. her awesome husband just kind of taking care of her right. like oh she's just you know don't mind her. Real nice old guy. Yep. Uh, what the fuck? So now, uh, the, there's a little conversation between her and Hector about how she's not going to school because she has this audition today. So she's off to the audition, and it shows her kind of running uh, down the sidewalk. So you can tell she's kind of running late and shit. And she's just kind of doing some last-minute preparation backstage and shit. Blah, 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 blah. Asking her mom for help on it. She kind of looks up, and she sees this like kind of person figure doing this very robotic wave kind of thing. Like just the one arm up kind of going back. back. This is kind of pointless to do. Yeah. Being so podcast, but, uh, arm at a, like a 90 degree angle, just rocking back and forth. Got a wide stance on the feet. It's like head you can't decide if you're going left or right when you're signaling on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> just judo chopping to the side, but slowly <laughs> like boom, boom. <laughs> A confused bicyclist. <laughs> go on. That should be my new hand wave style. The go on, go on. I'm going this way. I'm turning this way. Just <laughs> up, up, and away. <laughs> Whatever. Just don't hit me. Um. 
Yeah, so she sees that figure waving. And it kind of startles her a little bit. It does. Now it's her turn to audition. It's kind of an unsettling thing. It, like, it looked like... A, see, this is where I thought it could be her mom, though, too, because um, it's clearly somebody wearing, like, a hospital gown, and right. she had cancer, yep. So and there was no hair. So I was like, okay, I could totally see that being, like, a cancer patient on oxygen or something like that. But and it's, it's a super vague silhouette for yeah. the most part. But you can tell by the what she's wearing that it's it's either a fucking hospital gown or it's a long t-shirt, but no pants. It is pretty tell. apparent, yeah, that it's some sort of a hospital moo moo. Yep, That's, we're just going. It's it's a moo moo. <laughs> it's a moo moo, straight up, straight up. <laughs> she goes out on stage and she starts doing her lines and shit, and she just ends up choking. Like she gets a little wasted, gets all nervous, and they're like, "Well, you can have a second chance, or go ahead, start again." They're like, well, you want to come back later? You can tell she's just all embarrassed and everything's yeah. all fucked. And Botched so the audition. Once that's all done, we cut to after all after the whole day is done. It's it's now nighttime. And she's sitting out on the curb with her buddy Maggie. Yeah. So now we're meeting her, she's her nice. bestie and shit. She's nice, you said? Mm-hmm. Like in, a, in an underage sexy sort of way? Is that what you're implying? No. Weirdo? No. Sure looks like it based on your face. Nope. Then describe what that face She's is. She's got cool hair. Uh-huh. With that somewhat shaved back of the head thing. Yeah, that was a, that's a good haircut. I think it's silly. I think it's cool. I think it's very silly. This guy. This guy? This fucking rodent. You're a hamster, jackass. The rodents. No. Hamsters are wonderful. <laughs> Doesn't make them not rodents. Let me tell you something, you sunflower seed-eating bitch. <laughs> You fucking asshole. Sorry, that was rude. So, uh, at this point, she's just like, they're sitting on the corner. She's all bummed, and she's sort of just spilling her woes onto Maggie. Like, oh, I'm never going to get it. She's all sad and shit. And Maggie's just trying to kind of trying to talk a little sense into her. I was like, hey, we're just, we're super close to college, and it's going to be, we're going to be adults and be free and all that kind of, <coughs> excuse me, kind of shit. Beard just. Kicking my ass right there. <laughs> Panic in his eyes as this burp exploded <laughs> out mid-sentence. <laughs> Didn't really see it coming. It just sort of jumped out. Do you bro. normally see your burps coming? Well, kind of, yeah. You see them. How do you... Fuck you. I was going to say, how would you push a burp if you didn't know they were coming? <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> God damn you. I don't like your face anymore. <laughs> The whole pertinent part of the scene, uh, after some douchebag guys walk by and they talk some shit, and she's like, all right, let's go, Lesbo. So they get up off the curb, and they're about to head off and do something. And uh, Maggie gets across the street, and <laughs> what's that fucking face for? Oh, what happens real quick? I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, it was really convincing, if you ask me, dude. It was a good scene. So what happens is as soon as she walks out in the street... She kind of looks to the side and sees the waving figure again. It's a little closer up this time. You can see that gown and, and more of a face and a, and a mask over the mouth and shit. And then uh, she's all distracted, but it's the same fucking confused bicyclist waving thing going on. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? And then just lit out of goddamn nowhere. She just gets <laughs> slammed by this car. And like most movies, just like slammed black. Yeah. Like 
This one just like slams her and you watch her skid across the fucking ground for like, I don't know, five yards or so, five, ten yards. Yeah, and, and she it, just goes it looks Poof. legit. It was fucking hilarious. Sorry, it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like she's like, oh hey, boom. <laughs> like she started it looked like she started away back. Like she like lifted up her hand and was like, ha boom. Mom a boom. Fuck oh dude, it's a ridiculous it was, good scene. Like it's one of the best car hits I've seen in any movie. No, it does not make me a bad person for laughing at it. It was a movie. It was both funny and disturbing. Because of how real it looked, it also looked silly at the same time. True. And just <laughs> how suddenly it happens can't help but kind of make you smile for some reason. Just the way it all plays out is oddly hilarious. It's true. Um, what happens after that, Josh? Well, clearly where, where she, we needs, end up? she needs medical attention, so she's in surgery. Shocker! Yep. And uh, they're they're starting to do stuff to her. She's fucked up. That's very clear from what the doctor's saying. He's saying medical things. Mm, and uh, one leg's broken in like two spots, and then they're cutting up the other. That one's fucked. She's got something wrong with her chest area because there's blood coming out of there. Mm. Um, clearly her eyes all fudged up, and then she flatlines. And as they're getting ready, he's calling out for Epi and uh, all this other stuff. And as that's happening, they're trying to get ready to bring her back. The camera kind of rolls over, and you realize that you're now on the other side because everything gets dark. I like that transition. Yeah. I, re- I That was one of my favorite uh, little special things that they did in the movie was that transition to her like dream sequence otherworldly thing. I liked that. But it's true. You, you take this scene because I, I, I have a poor memory of this scene. I kind of do, too, even though I just watched it. You piece of shit. Sorry, man. I was stoned and eating pizza rolls. <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. So, yeah, she's in the further. She's dead. And... I don't know. What? You got to help fill me in on this one. I'm totally blanking. What? On, on her dream sequence? Yeah. <sighs> it's... It's hard for me to like be like okay so this is what happened because it's like it's a, it's essentially this montage of kind of foreshadowy kind of shit that's like stuff that's happened and stuff that's going to happen and things that are all going to kind of connect. So like you you see her running through like these various scenes basically. Right? Like that's that's what it is. That's the, uh, that's how I would describe it at least. I guess so, yeah. I think so. What do you mean you think so? Well, because the thing grabs her anyway, doesn't he? And that's how he gets locked into her. The the breathing guy? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so there's like it's like actually... I said, it's kind of foreshadowy, but I wasn't going to say that because I don't really reveal that until later. But yes, you're right. This whole thing's spoilers anyway, my bad. <laughs> that's true. This This whole thing is spoilers. Every review there's we really do is no spoilers. It's a, there's a walkthrough. <laughs> So yeah, we're spoiled. I was just gonna just lay down a Star Wars spoiler right there, but if you're sitting here right here, I really shouldn't. I was just gonna be a dick and be like, mm, dies at the end, <laughs> but I won't. Just for you, my dear little lettuce-eating friend. I don't eat lettuce. What do you prefer, the pellets? No. What? Pine chips? Grapes. <laughs> Grapes. Fuck you. 
<laughs> I'm not buying grapes for a hamster. Why? Because I would eat the grapes. I love grapes. Yeah. Your ass. I don't say you have to. I'm giving you the grape. Well, I mean, how many grapes is a hamster really gonna One. Eat? <laughs> I think I might be able to spare a grape. Better not be none of those green ones too. Those suck. You know, I like all grapes. You dick. I almost said blue, purple, and green. <laughs> Those little blue grapes. Little, that's a blueberry. Oh, I like those too. And stuff. Good. Antioxidants and other scientific words. Um. So should we, yeah. After all that, the, the, like the doctors and everything are getting the paddles out to you know fix her up, and then that's how she comes out of the dream when the dude's got a hold of her throat. Uh, she just pops back into reality because they paddled her to life. We got a rat! <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! That's paddling. <laughs> the doctors celebrate. Paddling. <laughs> so now, she, now we wake up with the patient in a in a patient room, rather her patient room. Her father there sitting at her bedside, and uh, he sees her waking up. Of course, that's the whole point of the scene. And he's like, Ah, oh, do you remember anything about what happened? And she's like, I remember a waving man, and then black. Racist bitch. It wasn't even black. It was gray. Rude. What does that say? Oh, God. Why are you even asking me what your fucking notes say? Nav-nav-nav-nav-ni? I have no idea. I can't tell if it's an N or a D or... Does it say growling? Is there growling? Like it. it does not look like a growling. That's for fucking sure. Regardless. So at this point you can see like both of her legs are in casts. So both of her legs are indeed both fucked. True. No walking. Just the way I like it. Imagine them. how shitty that would be. Breaking both your fucking legs. Remember a kid in high school that broke both of his arms. I think it was from getting hit by a car even. If I'm not mistaken. Who? Uh, Mitch Meyer. Did he? Yeah, I think. If I'm not mistaken, so he broke both of his arms at the same time. I, I feel like I remember him having somebody have to carry his books and write everything down for him for six weeks. That's awesome. Except <laughs> right? for you can't Except like you, you can't wipe your own ass. You can't eat your own food. You can't do really anything with uh, two broken fucking arms. That'd be the worst. Having someone wipe my own ass. <laughs> right. Having somebody wipe my ass. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not my right. own. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still a fine way of phrasing yeah. it, I would say. Holy shit. <laughs> but I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. <laughs> anyway. It'd be even better if they just made you drag it around the yard like a dog. Um, As we're getting back to their apartment. <laughs> no, no, they cover a dowel in fucking toilet paper, make you rub your ass on the dowel when you want to wipe it. <laughs> Like see, a bear wipes its ass on a tree kind of thing. See, Jap I feel like Japan invented their toilets specifically for people breaking both their arms. Right. Just just hit the button with your head and spray water on your asshole. <laughs> Call it a day. Call it a bidet. <laughs> when you're having a bad day, use a bidet. <laughs> ah, best slogan ever. What the fuck? Do you think they make, like, you, you could put... You could totally do it. You know, like, you know, hand dryer, just put one really low and then turn the spout upside down. 
this nice warm air dry your asshole off because you don't get like hemorrhoids or anything from having to dry your asshole every time you take a dump. But what if you have diarrhea and you're using a in a duvet, I feel a duvet, whatever it is. Duvet. Is it a bay? Dubai. Like Dubai, just okay. So no, it's like Dubai. Whatever. It's more Asian thing. Irregardlessly, wiping your ass a lot causes chafage, possible hemorrhoids. <clears throat> but here's the thing: fissures if you dry it out too much and then push out a giant log or something. I mean, who knows? Here's the thing: with a Dubai, you're golden. And in a hot air dryer. Unless you forgot to use the do uh bidet first, before the hot air dryer. Yeah, because then you just have an instant itchy asshole. It's just like who <laughs> goes straight from shitting to the duvet? Why are we calling it a duvet? It's a bidet. Oh, I thought you said it was a duvet, you asshole. No, it's a bidet. I can't that. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy what shit. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> goddamn ways to go and we've gotten goddamn nowhere (laughs) okay there's (sighs) okay (laughs) god this smells terrible (laughs) seriously smell that smells what doesn't that smell terrible no it smells pretty good oh it smells terrible v8 juice smells like shit okay so after that brief conversation, Dad finally brings Ms. Quinn home with her two sadly broken legs. And they get into the lobby, and uh, Dad's got to get the mail. He drops her off in this little uh, seat lobby area where you can just chill. And uh, Grace, the old lady, sitting there in her wheelchair. Or, no, she's just in a regular chair, rather. Yeah, she's in a walker. Yeah. yeah. And she just starts a babbling um, and talking about the man who can't breathe and how there's a guy living in the vents and keeps yelling Quinn's name and she goes, he's up there right now in your room waiting. She's like, I heard him talk. I heard him talk, say your name last night in your room while you weren't here. The man who lives in the vents. And that's how she's like, okay, hey, what? She's not just babbling. She's like. Talking say, pertinent. Yeah, she's making sense right now. He's like, he's in there. <clears throat> Um, it's kind of uh, cool, uh, really, because I mean, it's taking what the crazy cat lady and making it's like, 
But yeah, she's. It sounds like crazy babble, but you know that there might be something right? to this, even though well, it just, is crazy babble. You know, it's just like you know, dementia things could be real, but just people after a certain point aren't going to believe it because the thoughts aren't making sense. Right. Exactly. Oh man. And Quinn gets all creeped out from it. Yep. She gets, <laughs> still recovering. She gets scared. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but they make it up to their room, uh, to their house. You know, she gets put the apartment. in the, yeah, their apartment. And, uh, man, they got to pay a shit ton of money for that apartment. That's a big apartment. And they're in New York for sure. Oh, yeah. No, no, they're not because, uh, uh, her neighbor, the neighbor kid who has a crush on her, who's basically not important in the whole movie, uh, was like, oh, Hector. yeah, he's like, oh, New York, that's a long ways away. Mm. That That's quite, that's a good trip or something like that. Huh. So they're, they're, they're in a big city, but I don't think it's New York. Huh. Okay. I guess I missed that. Where where was the first one? Weren't they in, like, Rhode Island? Uh, I don't remember setting from that, honestly. Fuck. Uh, you might be right. I mean, it seems like it would be yeah. the, uh, the Northeast. It's, but it's, it's somewhere over there. I got nothing on that. Uh, but yeah, it gets up there, <clears throat> and there's a surprise party going on. Welcome home to your expensive apartment. Here's a gift basket from Dad. Random gift basket from Dad. Like, that couldn't have been more obvious display of product placement. Be- the beef jerky? Yeah, dude. Jack that goddamn Link's. Jack's Link's beef jerky was proudly displayed on the front of that motherfucking basket. Yeah, he got her a bell, some books, and beef jerky. She's vegetarian. Barbara. Boom. But that happens in the bedroom after this particular sequence happens. Um, so there's like, everybody's in there. Her friend Maggie is there and Hector and Hector's dad. And they're all like, ah, hey, welcome home. We're all happy to see you. Hector's kind of creepily hitting on her and shit. Asked to sign her cast as the, you really stop traffic thing on her cast. And then uh, dad's clearly like, Oh god damn it! I'm just trying to fuck my daughter, which uncomfortable moment for sure. Like, but I don't think you should handle it like he did. Nonetheless, seems like a nice little boy. This this Hector. Anyway, uh, um, oh shit! What comes next? She's going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just kind of leaves. Yep. So she's gonna go take a nappy poop. She's gonna take a nap, and uh. Let's see what it is. She hears some noises. She gets scared. <coughs> so she rings her bell. And nothing. Oh, no, no, no. Her, she doesn't ring her bell. Her bell just rings all of a sudden. Freaks her out real hardcore. She just kind of rolls over like she's laying there. And uh, like she's very... Very not comfortable with what's happening. For sure. You can see it like yeah. on her face and her general body language. Yeah, she's not comfortable, so she kind of rolls over and into her bank, uh, into her pillows and stuff, and the camera's looking over her shoulder, and you see it. There's a figure in the background, and uh, just kind of sitting there. And then next thing you know, <clears throat> it's uh, walking towards her. Like, she rolls over again, this time kind of looking at it, but there's a pillow in the way. And uh, it's walking towards her, and 
right when it's a like it's basically right on top of her the light turns on and her dad walks in he's like hey i thought i heard the bell which she never actually ran the bell did she no the the, the thing her bell rang though oh her bell rang yeah okay it's i was like, so confused like when i was doing that i must have gotten distracted when the bell rang i didn't hear it all together because, like, I was like, he heard a bell, but she never rang it. Like, I never heard the bell. Yeah, no, she, it, oh, it just okay. rang. Gotcha. So I just had missed that altogether. I wasn't paying the right attention. Okay. So there was actually a bell. But she denies it. She's like, no, no, nothing. And now I jump to Elise's house. It's true. She's eating a sandwich. Dealing with a sled, dealing with a sweater. She puts her dog to bed. She grabs her, uh, her husband's old sweater vest. She's going to... Gonna go to bed, you know, gives it a big old creepy sniff right before she heads off to, you know, drift into sleepy land and shit, which is creepy as fuck. Nicole does that sometimes. Like, if I'm not around, she'll, like, sniff my clothes. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's <laughs> goddamn weird. But apparently that's, like, a woman thing because they depict it here as being very normal. She's sniffing all up on this dude's sweater vest. Okay, her husband's obviously dead at this point. You know, in yeah. case that hasn't been like made apparent to you. And that's what this is. It's her husband's vest from who, however long ago, and she's sniff it. You sniff intensely. <laughs> what up, creeper? <laughs> exactly. You nailed it. Meet the creeper. Dig it deeper. Where'd you get those peepers? And uh, she's just <laughs> laying down. And, uh, something startles her. You know, when she's just kind of laying there trying to go to sleep. She sits up, turns the light on. She pulls out this kind of journal leather bound book that says the Book of Seeing on it. And she just writes writes down Quinn Brenner's name. And that's the end of that. Jumps back to Quinn in her home. What does I write here? Couldn't tell Taping you. game on well thinks it's friend. Gotcha. Got it. Yep. All right. Just making sure. So it pans back to Quinn here, and she's at sure her house. Does. She's sitting in her bed, because where else is she going to be? <laughs> Creepy girl. Yeah. And playing she... tennis. Is she playing tennis? No. Not with two broken fucking legs, she's not. That's fair. Sorry. Um, she kind of, I don't know how exactly she does it, but she just kind of taps on her wall, her bedroom wall, which happens to be shared with Hector. Hector. And, uh, oh, look, about a couple seconds later, there's a tap back. It's a tat-tat-tat or something like that. So there's kind of like a light tapping thing going on, and she's kind of smiling. She's like, oh, hey, well, I'll just text him. Like, Did I wake you up and all this stuff? He's like, I'm not home. And she's like, okay, now I'm scared. Tries tapping on it to see if she was, you know, remembering it correctly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so she taps on the wall. Nothing. She's still uneasy about it, but uh, she doesn't hear anything after Hector says he's not home. So um, she gets freaked out, and she's like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just going to chill. Um, as she's laying down, she kind of rolls onto her side, and then a fucking hand just grabs her. Mm, yep, an like, arm comes down. Yeah, yeah, just comes straight down from the ceiling. Like, there's a loud... And uh, it ends up cracking the ceiling, actually. And it grabs her, and then her... She screams. Obviously, her dad runs in, sees the cracked thing. He's like, what the hell was that? And the next day, um, 
him and the landlord decide to go out there and check out what happened in the upstairs apartment. Mm, I thought that was like right away. I guess I didn't pay attention to the fact that it was the next day. Yeah, already. it was morning at this oh, point. Okay. Um, so yeah, him and the landlord go to this apartment, 514, which is directly above theirs, and what happens? Well, there's nobody up there, which is what they went up there to prove, but there was some strange black... Basically, it looks like someone dipped their foot in their black paint or used oil and then just decided to take a stroll through the apartment. Yep. They but, lead up to a wall and then they just stop. Yep. Just end footprints. After walking underneath the bed as if the bed weren't there. Weren't there other things on the ground too? I can't remember. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that's all it was. I think that's just sort of the theme of the movie, the footprint thing. So Fair enough. Let's see here. But the dude's like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Who's fixing my roof? That's what you can tell me. It's true. So Ceiling, I guess. More accurate yeah. than the roof. Um, so they're kind of weirded out that the fact that that's vacant, but then uh, it's... Um, what is it? Quinn and her dad are talking. Yeah, it's morning again. More frantic morning time. Yep. And uh, he's, you know, trying to ask what <laughs> what happened up there and all that stuff. And he's like, uh, she just says, talks to her about Elise. And uh, the dad's like, why? Why? Don't be buying into that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have, you know, don't. They're just psychos. They're just going to tell you what you want to hear. So he doesn't really buy into that or believe that anything can happen. They have their little tiffy again. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that, that's all I can have about that. Yeah, that's pretty much the end of that scene. <clears throat> There's nothing really else to gain from that. It's just sort of her letting him know. It's like, hey, I went out and I, I did this. And he's like, ah, don't fuck with that. Don't read into it too much. It's not, it's not going to pay off. That's, that's really all it's worth. And then it jumps to Elise's place again. And this kind of weird thing where she's at the reading room doors, kind of making sure everything's locked and just just kind of double checking on everything. On just it basically just kind of shows the uh, she just doesn't go in there anymore. Cause she makes us earlier when she does the first reading, she's like, normally we do this in my basement or in my reading room, but and then she just kind of trails off and doesn't go any farther. And this is when they show you it's like okay, it's it's clearly locked. She's Kind of, she shows you that she's got this uh, the, key. the key to it on a, on a necklace around her chest and shit. And I hated that. this that scene. This was my this. I honestly wrote that I did not like this scene. It was kind of a weird scene. It was just a cheesy setup. She, like she goes, yeah, it was. She goes upstairs and her dog uh, Warren, which I think is just a, a throwback, really, to the Warrens. Yeah. Um, or I don't know, not necessarily a throwback, but whatever you would call that. Um, an homage. There we go. Uh, and she's just kind of looking at the dog and she's like, okay, I'll help. Like they were having some sort of mental conversation yeah. or some shit. There's, yeah. I, I see what, like, I assuming that's what you're talking about. Like being like that, that wasn't necessary. Well, like, it just kind of gets you there. Well, no, because ba- what, ha- what happens in just a minute here at, as the scene finishes up. Um, so yeah, she decides to reach out and, uh, as she's trying to, you know, contact what's her name. Um, Lily. Yeah, Lily. Uh, Quinn's mother's name, Lilith. Yeah, she uh, <clears throat> she sees the uh, footprints, mm-hmm. and she starts walking that way. 
and she ends up in front of the reading room and notices that it's unlocked and then she reaches for her uh her necklace key's not there so that's what i didn't like about this scene it was straight up it's like okay we're just gonna because it was soft music and stuff while she was doing the whole reminiscent thing like she was just like smiling weird the whole time i don't know i thought that scene was just bad hmm that, that's why I didn't like uh, it. For me, it was just the talking to the dog thing that I thought oh. was uncomfortable. No, no. Was... I liked how they did the uh, the showing of the reading room. And I'd be like, ah, everything's it's safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm away from this shit. Because I imagine, like, it's all of her... It's it. Well, you know that it's her reading room, so it's all of her old shit that has all of these awful connections to it. And it, I'm sure there's some sort of demon stuff that's down there that's, you know, trapped in whatever. Yeah. And... Well, the whole thing was the way they were painting it before was it's just her... Because she can't do it because of her husband. Her husband's not there with her. Um, so that's why she doesn't... Huh? What do you mean? Like, do why? that's part of the reason why she doesn't do the gifting thing. Because she, she doesn't have her husband there to back her up. Okay. Because he's gone. Because he, you know, he he, killed, he committed suicide because mm-hmm. of a demon, like, that we that we learned about later. Mm-hmm. Um, draining him. Just all super becoming super depressed and just killed himself. Yeah. So she doesn't do that stuff anymore because she can't risk dying because she's afraid of it uh, without him to back her up. Mm. And the uh, the woman in black Yep. portion of it is the other half of that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. A lot of, just a lot of awful memories. Yeah. And she, just, she can't do that alone kind of thing. So yeah, just her feeling real. I don't know. I kind of like that. Just her feeling, her reassurance. She's like, okay, it is all, <sighs> everything's still locked up and good. And then she is a stupid dog fucking thing. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I liked the idea of, you know, her seeing this breathing man creature, the, the fucking, the footsteps and all of a sudden her necklace is there and the yeah. keys are in there and it's unlocked. And she, what the fuck? And I don't know. I liked all that personally. <sighs> I kind of went with that. I, I don't even see what you don't like about it. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Huh. You um, piece of shit. Like it. No. But she's looking down the stairs. It's dark as shit. And she's like, what do you want from her? What do you want from Quinn? And she kind of ends up venturing down into the basement a little bit. And of course the light's not working. So she has to grab a light or a flashlight. Yep. And the footprints continue to persist through her reading room. That's true. And then stop at a wall, and then go up the wall a little bit, and boo! There's the man. And she does not handle that very well. She runs out, and freaks out, and locks the door. Yep. She panics. Straight up. Panics in the face of danger. I can't handle it. I'm too old. God damn it, Elise. Gosh damn it. What happens next, Josh? Um... I just wrote bedroom intruder. Bedroom intruder. Yep, because this is, I actually like this scene. Okay, go this goes ahead. To, it, it goes to Quinn. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> she is uh, going to sleep. No? No, she's Skyping Maggie. Oh, yes, that's how it started. Yes, thank you. Yes, she's... Well, not necessarily Skyping, but... Video know, chatting. Equivalent. Yeah, video chatting um, with her friend, and they're kind of talking about stuff, you know. She, uh, she's asking Maggie questions, and Maggie's like, oh, no, let's talk about you time, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, Maggie ends up just saying, uh, 
Who's who's sitting next to you? Is that is that, is that Hector Alex? or Alex? Yeah, it's like what? It's like this is her little brother's name. Yeah. Um. She's like, uh, that who is sitting right next to you? And she's like, that there's no one sitting right next to me. And then the thing freezes. Mm. And she's super freaked out about this right there's now. There's trickery afoot. There is. And as she's kind of panicky. I don't exactly remember how this happened, but something uh, grabs her and she is thrown out of bed. Uh, well, she's kind of like scanning around the room, looking for like anything out of place, and uh, like all of a sudden she's kind of looking away from her window, and you see a silhouette standing behind one of her drapes. Oh, yep, yep. And then they start to walk straight out at her, uh, basically you would walk from underneath the drapes once you get far enough away kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that's when she gets, uh, grabbed and thrown from the bed. Once she's thrown from the bed, from the bed, rather, she's laying on the floor and then she watches the feet, the feet. Yeah. They like, just kind of like step down, like off the bed kind of thing. And then they start walking around the room, uh, like kind of towards her, like closes the, Door closes the blinds. Closes, oh, blinds first. Yeah, they're right by the window. So closes the blinds, closes the door, then closes the laptop. So it's then, pitch dark yeah, in there. No light, and then just gets right down in her face, and then they yeah. give you a jump scare moment, just like. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it looks like it's like biting her, <clears throat> uh, like on the <laughs> neck. She screams, and uh, her dad storms in, and is like, "No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here." Like. There's nothing going on. You're fine. Everything's okay. Just reassuring her. And then it cuts to them in the living room uh, at the end of, like, a home doctor visit. Presumably that same day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was immediately after that, I think. Because her neck's all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, So she gets a brace. She's laying on the couch. And uh, her dad's like, you know, you need anything, just let me know. Like, we're going to figure this out. Um, What is it? She tells her dad... uh, more about her encounter with Elise and stuff like that, too. Um, and the dad's just still kind of, eh. You know, doesn't really want to get into it too much. Um, but he's walking out to, like, the common area of the apartment complex, and he sees Henry, the uh, the older gentleman who was married to Grace. The classic cat lady. Yep, and uh, finds out that she died. Grace is dead. Yep. Oh my god, I can't believe Grace is dead. Okay, they're not they're not Spanish. You like that? That was my Cuban accent. No. I mean, it no. didn't sound like a it didn't sound like a delicious sandwich from Tampa. That's not Cuba. Tampa's Florida. Yeah, I know. Cubans are from Tampa. Oh my god. So it's their it's their actual signature it's their sandwich. It's a state sandwich of Florida. But it's a Cuban. Yeah, I know. But when, Wouldn't it come from Cuba? No, because they had when they'd have all the Cubans come over to work, like that's how they dressed up their sandwiches because they didn't like our toppings on their sandwiches. So the cheap workforce would eat that sandwich because it was super cheap. I want a Cubano pizza now. Fuck. God damn it. I'm just saying that's why it's a Cuban. And it's, that's where it... Bumming me out. That sounds so good. It does sound really good. Holy shit. Grace is dead. I want a Cuban... Quinn's asleep on the couch. What the fuck do we do? 
<laughs> um, no, so yeah, it's uh, it's dark in there. She's sleeping on the couch, and just all of a sudden, or uh, at least appears to be sleeping. I can't tell. Maybe she just has her eyes closed because how quickly she reacts to what's happening. Uh, there's just kind of like some plaster and shit falling from the ceiling, and uh, the ceiling on, starts crumbling down, again. Door. Yeah. And then she goes to hide under the blankets. <clears throat> that backfires dramatically. I call her neck brace at this point. Just start called her. Yeah, I just start calling her. I neck just started brace. calling her neck brace. Huh. So neck brace is sitting under this cup. Playing the drums without even touching them. Mental. Neck brace has his blanket over here. We have our own in this room. Uh. My clothes point into that corner. Okay. Um. Actually, it's not any corner. It's a hallway. Oh, that makes sense. Once she takes that blanket off, she's in a hallway. It's the upstairs hallway. Yeah, it's one above her. She's on the fourth floor. They're on the fifth floor. Oh. She's not too comfortable at this. I didn't know that. I didn't know the floors. Well, it's five. The room number that she's sitting in front of is 514. I guess I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Um, And the door is slightly ajar. So she's panicky. She is very not okay with what's happening. So she starts rolling her way down the hallway and uh, is like, I'm going to get to the elevator and I'm going to get downstairs. I need to. I need get, to. Get home. Um, she's getting to the elevator and she's fucking pounding that button, the call button to get that shit going. And she's being super quiet already, which why not start pounding on other people's doors anyway? Just wake them up. Uh, elevator's not coming. And then this is... This this part was been pretty scary sitting in her shoes. She's sitting there, and you don't really know what's happening, but you're crippled and you woke up in this hallway and you're trying to you're freaking out and all of a sudden, you just feel somebody pulling on your wheelchair and taking mm-hmm. you down the hall back towards the room. So she starts freaking out, like she starts freaking out real good. Yep. And uh, she's screaming. And that makes their wheelchair turn around and actually, like, start getting rushed to apartment 514. And it's kind of funny because as soon as he, uh, as soon as the wheelchair's at the door, it opens and he just fucking (laughs) whips her out of the chair. It just dumps her. (laughs) Yeah. Slams, uh, shuts the door and jumps on her back and she's pounding on the door like, Dad, Dad, wake up! Or the floor. You know, screaming through there because her dad's sleeping below it. He's finally like, okay, what the fuck? Runs out, grabs his bat, and he's going up there. He goes up to the uh, goes up to the room, and he's like, hey, no, it's, I'm here. How did you get up here? What the hell is going on? And because uh, he didn't believe her that there was somebody actually in her room when he she first got attacked. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the no-face girl, right? Oh, no. Sorry, that's, yeah. Let's go back. Right before her dad wakes up. Yeah, right before she starts, what makes her start pounding after she's landed on the floor is this, like, mm, stumpy arm, like, doesn't have the hands, kind of, like, cut off at the forearm. Yeah, I call it nubs. crawling, nubby girl, yeah. Which is a lot like her, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that could be. And it's crawling at her on the floor, and that's when she starts pounding, and then, you know, what... The the previously mentioned happens. yeah the father comes and says yep. her what are you doing up here yep what's going on and uh, she's like I I told you I, I saw someone I told you someone's here she points to these footprints these are these oil footprints that <laughs> exactly uh, the dad had already seen too so he grabs a flashlight and the bat and they start uh uh 
they start following the footprints very slowly, kind of wandering through this apartment. And uh, he's got his bat, and they're walking, and they get to this room, and they start following the footprints. They see it, and it goes up to this, slightly up the wall, and then as you see a window busted out. They kind of go check on that, and they look out, and he's like, oh, bastard jumped, thinking it was like a creeper or something, got caught, and... Uh, you know, just, okay, well, fuck, I'm gonna, I gotta get out of here, just runs and bolts out the window, fucking kills himself. Mm. That's not the case. As soon as he kind of looks back in the window, uh, Quinn's very close to the window, and she gets... No, no, she's the one that leans out the second time. Oh, does she? Yeah, he leans out and sees the body, and then he says, oh, bastard jumped. And then she, like, kind of rolls up to the window and starts to pull herself up. And then gotcha. she looked right before her face, like kind of gets over the edge where she'd be yeah. able to see. She gets grabbed and starts getting pulled out the window. Yeah, because the dude's right up on the sill. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The jumper, he's uh, right at the windowsill trying to pull her, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Dad grabs her, and he ends up winning the struggle to get her back inside. Um, let's see. That's the majority of that. Yeah, he pulls yeah. her back in, and you know that's that's kind of like the convincing moment where Dad's like, "Oh my God, okay, so the, excuse me, I may as well just go with Sean, whatever." Uh, <clears throat> something's fucking going on. Like, this is clearly not just uh, your imagination anymore at this point. Some something's clearly fucking happened. So uh, now that he's been thoroughly, you know, convinced, some shit's going down. We cut to the next scene where he is now going to see. The very same woman that young Quinn was seeing at the beginning of the movie. Yes! Yes! Elise. Damn, I was going to say Serena. Serena? Williams? Mmm. I like. I like a lot. Alright. That's, that's a woman I could throw you around. Is that what you want? I mean, I wouldn't mind it once. <laughs> for a while. What? Once or a while? Once or like, you know, consistently for a while. <laughs> As I was trying to convey there, it didn't work out. I was trying to twist that phrase, but it didn't work for me. Basically, <laughs> what we just learned is Petey just wants to be dominated. I want to be manhandled by a large Amazonian-like woman. <laughs> Death by snoo-snoo. Death, exactly. Death by snoo-snoo. That kind of situation. <laughs> God damn it. I want to be able to put my head in her snatch. <laughs> why not dude I can move my head really fast it could be almost like a vibrator you hear that you literally just heard my voice vibrating folks I could be a vibrator <laughs> this fucking guy I <laughs> tell you this what fucking guy? this is god truth you never wanted to be one before? That didn't work how I wanted to. You just there asked you me if I ever it. wanted to be a vibrator. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things to come back as. It could be toilet paper, one use and flushed. You're done. Some dildos have a 60 year longevity. Uh, who 
keeps their dildo for 60 years? In their 20s until they hit their 80s. You really think they keep it in? And they hand it down to their grandchildren. No, I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying... Great-grandchildren by then. So you're saying... (laughs) If you're... If you're... Great grandpa or something like that gave you a pot, or your great grandpa handed a fa- the family pocket pussy off to you. You're saying you're saying that you'd be okay with that. I mean, boil it once. <laughs> Give it a real thorough cleaning. Run some alcohol through it or something. But sure. I- I mean, it's, presuming it's not thrashed, it's still, you know, it's, in usable condition. It's probably pretty thrashed. I have a feeling that that's <laughs> one of those things that, given the, you know, how, there's no way that thing's not disgusting. I might use granddaddy's pocket pussy with with thorough cleaning. I think it might be worth it. You might as well just use dead grandma. But I mean, like, what could they uh, have possibly used for, like, the material? Not anything good. That, that would have, I mean, if you're talking two generations of hand down. Here's what it was. 40 years. Remember those weird balloon things? They had, like, fish in it. They were, like, finger traps. But it was, like. The Chinese finger traps. No, but they were the they were water-filled. Oh, that's yeah, all it was. Slippery as fuck. Yeah, that's all it was. That that's what they did. They saw the fish in there and the, for the bumps and stuff for textures. They just threw that in a metal can. That's what they. <laughs> they just they, threw that in a metal they made can. a bigger one. That's risky using a metal can as your as your sheath. They didn't have anything better. I mean, I guess just glue it to your hand or something so it won't slip away. Might work. A metal can. No, no, just the sleeve thing itself. Whatever Glue that... it to your hand? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, we're talking it's a single-use thing at that point. You're probably going to ruin it ungluing it. Yeah, this is an heirloom. This is a family heirloom. <laughs> your decision of the can is looking a lot more possible to be the best option here. Like... You want to glue it? You're like, I think I could fuck I this water balloon. Of, I could fuck of this. All the cuts that could happen down low if you're trying to fuck a can. Think of it as like a very small. You know those things, the containers that popcorn came in, the triple popcorn thing. Think of us. Pringles, <clears throat> but metal. Get like three of those things. Put them in a Pringles can. Honestly, people just need to get two warm sponges wet with some warm water and put it in a cup. Just dump some sponges in oil. You're golden. Just don't scratch. Cup and fuck away. Just don't have the scratchy pads facing each other on the inside. You want you want to get the yellow parts, (laughs) not the green. (laughs) Not the Sean's and Elise's. <laughs> oh fuck! He's he's bleeding his case. He needs help. Oh. Oh. They bond briefly over some exchange over their loss of spouses, and that kind of gets him or gets her on his side and shit. And that's when you kind of hear the story about his suicide and that kind of stuff. <coughs> And how she tried to contact him and whatnot, and how that ended very poorly for her. And yep. she describes how there's two separate planes: the light and the dark. Uh, aside from, of course, the ones that they live in. And she had gone to the dark, a place that is forbidden for the living. The living are not supposed to see. They just shouldn't be there. 
And uh, she looked for him and shit, and you know, it wasn't a good idea. And, and some followed her back, and that's this woman in black that we've keep that we've keep hearing about. That's how you pronounce that whole statement with proper punctuation and in other words that make sense with grammar. Yeah, I've been watching you, so I was just trying to mumble to myself and see how long it took for you to notice. You're just underlining shit. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's helping me gather my thoughts. Oh, all right. Um, What'd you gather up? You got a Kamehameha coming at me? That, that much gather? Here we go. All right. So she's talking about this woman in black, who uh, the, the black bride who followed black her. Black bride. As we know from the earlier movies, that's what it's called. No. Anyway, um... She's like, every time I go there now, I just hear this woman screaming at me, saying she's going to kill me, and I am afraid that she is correct. Like, what she says is true if I continue to use my gift. And so that... (laughs) So... (laughs) This really needs to be a video podcast for a couple of things every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth having the whole show, but God damn it, that would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, well, if you can't at least use your gift, can you at least come talk to her? Just, just come just, talk. Yeah. Just come talk to, to talk some sense into her or something. Yeah. So she's like, all right, all right, all right. I can do that. So she goes to visit Quinn. And uh, upon talking to Quinn... Decides that she's going to actually try to contact the entity that is the parasite, as she always calls them, mm. that has it latched itself on to Quinn. And uh, so they kind of get in their little little seance kind of situation here. And uh, Elise slips into the further. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Oh, you want me to pick it up there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so she, at this point, so when she gets into the further, she's in the further portion of the, again, upstairs hall. Or presume, no, she would be on their floor hall, rather. Yep. And ahead of her is a red set of elevado doors. Always red doors, man. I also noticed, like, right out when they very first show her house, like, her wrought iron gate is a very, very black gate with the very, very red uh, what's the word for it? Trellis, I believe. Big, an arch that sits over your sidewalk. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's called a trellis. But it was like one of the Asian style ones. It was this big red trellis with her black rod iron. It was like, this is a very kind of uh, thematic sort of uh, visual right here as to just kind of what this whole series is, the red and the black yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Very, very representative of that. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and this again follows that theme with the red doors. And, like, the dark hallway and all that good shit. And so she starts making her way towards the uh, doors, and uh, she passes this girl who's, like, kind of kind of framed in, what what would you say? Is it a doorway or a window? It's a doorway um, to an apartment. It's one of the apartment okay. doors. And, and, it's, and it's, it's raining rain, Yeah, it's raining inside. And she looks like she has... Uh, Boy, she's moist. <laughs> very, very moist. She's very... Uh, she's Throw got cotton some... candy at her, and it's just gonna melt like that. Moist. That's very moist. <laughs> Why are you saying moist so much? <laughs> Why aren't oh you? My I God. think that's the real question. Well, she's sitting there crying, and she's like, 
where's the man who can't breathe? Elise says this to this to this woman. Mm. She's like, where's the man who can't breathe? And the girl looks up at her. She's like, I, I, I didn't mean to make you mad. And it's like, uh, okay. And continues her walk. Ends up on the elevator, doesn't she? Indeed. I think there's a second one that she walks up to, and they're like, get away from me! Oh, oh yeah, I didn't like this one. I didn't like this lady. Um, She's walking up, it's this lady in a corner, like, back to her, and she's like, uh, hey. Elisa's trying to talk to her, and um, the hands from this lady, like, reach up, touch the back of her head, and then, like, split it open and her face is there oh yeah i didn't her like face was in the back of her head yeah i yeah. didn't like that at all i thought that was a stupid effect it was very unnecessary and it just didn't fit the flow of I, the series. I definitely agree with that it, it was not something that seemed no relevant even it was no. it was a fluff piece that could have very well been just that a deleted scene yeah that shouldn't have been even scripted that was stupid it didn't lend to anything no it didn't fall Huh. The general horror sequence of the what Insidious is about, though, that's the thing. It didn't. Yeah, the random face at the back of the head. Yeah, because the there's ads. there's not this movie hasn't been about when people are dead; they're all deformed. It's yeah, it's making them look like uh like always fifties characters, like in in this dark kind of mm. uh. They got the powdered faces, you know, like super smiley, like they're very kept to their uh. Um, original bodies, the like they're rich, yeah. yeah, but slightly twisted if they're in the further. Like that's exactly. what it is, and that did not make sense because she's not fucking Edward Moore Drake. <laughs> I like that. I like that. What that reference? Oh, I I wouldn't have been able to pull that name, but I I heard it. I knew who you were talking yeah. about. But yeah, I wouldn't have been able to pull that. Well done. Um. So after that. Uh, what do we got? 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 Oh yeah, uh, once she gets out of the elevator, you're basically like just in this blackness for a a few moments, and then uh, a house sort of appears ahead of her, and she heads inside of this house. Yep. Uh, from there she comes upon a chair in which a woman points and says, "I always wanted to know how I'd go," and something, something, something. I think yeah, it's a little rhythm after that, or a little rhyme um, after that, another line. Something. All in time, or how, how I meet my demise, or something like that. Um, but it's kind of funny because you should recognize this house real quick. First of all, can we talk about that girl that's sitting down? Her face is fucking scary. Very much so. She's, She's a creepy got, looking lady. She her smile is fun. It's that's a sinister smile. I like that frozen in time effect thing that they're doing in these movies. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because until somebody encounters them. something will motion real quick. But yeah. that's about it. Yep. It's it's very it's very interesting. I like that a lot. It reminds me of a, like a, a more... A different way of doing the single color thing that they did in Sin City. <coughs> of course on a smaller scale and everything. But like... I like that. Just them <coughs> accenting a very specific thing with this. Everything is this way except for this one thing. This That's... one part. I mean, I, I, that was one of my favorite parts of Sin, of Sin City. Is like, what they want you to remember of this character. Okay, the dame, red dress and red lips. Like, that's what they want you to remember. Or this disgusting fucking guy. He's got a... He's, he's yellow. 
but everything else is black and white. You yeah. know, like there's just certain things that are. I loved that. I love that. This felt like another kind of version of that where nothing's but what they want you to pay attention to will. Yeah. I, I thought that it's just very cool. But you can tell it's all like, it's not like everything's paused. Everything, no one's moving. That's yep. what it is. Nothing is moving. They are pretending to be frozen. And I like that, that it's not just a still, fr- you know, like when back in the 90s when they would just like have a still image and then they would put a, a talking mouth over it kind of thing. It doesn't look like that kind of stupid yeah. thing. It's everything else is just like a person pretending to be still and then they're talking. I like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm babbling on about it. Just it left a really cool impression. I, th- I think that's just one of my favorite effects of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Just the way they deal with the further is really cool. The general just blackness with a little bit of fog and, you know, you'll just kind of come upon a scene or, or this like frozen 50 style theme where everyone's got the powdered face like you're talking about. The per- Everything's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's just so fucking chilling. That's the best part of this whole insidious further universe that they've created. I, I love that so much. It's very, I, I definitely like it. It makes it unique. And I agree with you. Her face is fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Elise is kind of like, she's looking at this chair, uh, that this lady is pointing at and she kind of walks over to it and turns around and guess who's standing there? The Black Bride. The Black Bride. And right up in her face and starts choking her just like... In the first movie, the very end of the first movie, yep. yeah, it's yeah. like a like a, a sync up almost. Um, and and then in real life, Elise is like grasping at her neck and like gagging and stuff. And uh, Sean and Quinn are like, "Wake up! Like, seriously, come back! Wake up! Wake up!" Which is that's all they did, which I thought was kind of like they didn't try to stop her from choking herself. Yeah, they were just like, "Hey, no, don't do that. Hey, that's probably bad for you." You know, Elise, come on, <laughs> lunch, wake up. Um, and then finally she snaps back to it, and she's like, "I, uh, I can't do it. The woman who was trying to kill me was waiting for me. Like, I can't. I told you I can't do this." So. She kind of starts crying and goes home. Yeah, gets the fuck out of there. Uh, And at this point, shit's kind of gotten real enough that Alex realizes what's going on. And so he suggests to his father these ghost hunter guys that, you know, he watches their web series. (coughs) You've seen it, like, you know, throughout the times uh, that you see his bedroom, uh, once or twice you can kind of see it on his computer screen in the background. They just don't really call any attention to it until this point. And it's, you know, this, uh, you know, ghost adventures, ghost hunters kind of crew where they're spectral sightings. Know, yeah. Doing EVPs and so on and just kind of recording in the dark. And yeah, they call themselves spectral sightings. And he's like, well, why not hire these guys? Dads are they're You know, they do this stuff all the time. And dad's like, oh, you're fucking frauds, blah, whatever. And uh, they end up just doing it anyway. Yep. It's like, it's worth a shot at this point. What else do you have? You know, kind of thing. So they show up. And, uh, yeah, what happens from there? How about you, how about you take, uh, take what goes on with the setup? All right. So they, uh, they, they walk in with their stuff and you can tell there's a generational gap here between them and what the dad thinks is legit because he doesn't quite understand what they do. And he's like, whatever. So they start setting shit up. Um, they put, they go into Quinn's room. They put a camera on, uh, her forehead, like a headlamp. And then they put, uh, 
a, a sound card uh, on her shirt. And she's like, well, what do I have to do? He's like, you don't have to do anything. You just have to sleep. We're going to watch. And uh, he's got like this big remote control fucking thing with the big screen on it. Looks like a... I don't know, like a remote control for a uh, drone with a camera feed on it, but... Kind of looks like a Wii U remote. No, I think it's way bigger than that. It's bigger, yes, yeah. but it's, you know, for general idea, that's oh, kind of yeah. how it looks overall. By the way, this is Beardy and Specs. It's true. Tucker and something. But Beardy's got a mohawk. Yeah, he's got a mo. I, I love how his beard wraps around his ears like it's sitting on there as a fake beard. I thought that was the most awesome fucking facial hair I've ever That's seen. That's true. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. He's got ear catches for his beard, and that's amazing. Um, <laughs> Beardy and Specs. Still yeah. don't know their fucking real names. Yeah, I... I know, I'm pretty sure the big guy's Tucker, but that's all I got. Um... So, anywho's. Anywho's. He whips out his remote. He's like, we'll be able to see and hear everything from right now. Yep. So, a couple hours go by as she's sleeping. And they're kind of hanging out in the living room with the dad. And they got the stuff go. Before that? After, like, be- before it goes back to them in the living room, we get the Elise- the next Elise scene. Where she meets up with Carl. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and you take care of this one because I don't really remember this Fair enough. So, at, uh, I think it's like a Chinese food restaurant kind of Definitely. feel is what they're in. And uh, so they're kind of, you know, mo- the camera's moving in through the uh, the restaurant a little bit. And it kind of comes up on Elise's table here. And she's visiting an old friend and all that kind of stuff. You, you can tell that they've known each other for a long time. And she's needing his help and advice. And uh, that he, she only seems to come around and ask him for advice when it's something extremely important. And there's usually years and years that go on. Uh, between these um and uh basically she's asking for advice around you know this this whole woman in black situation and uh you know one of the things i thought that stood out that i thought was like i'm glad they pointed that out was like he's like you go around helping these families with these demons and everything for years and years and years you're you're bound to have one of them attach themselves to you eventually right yeah it's it's like you you didn't expect this to happen right like you're not you weren't planning on it like you you've been helping people deal with this and now you can't deal with your own like the territories of the job yeah <laughs> like you you be a doctor long enough eventually you're gonna have something you know you're you're gonna get sick yeah exactly <clears throat> and then he's kind of like you know he, he's trying to encourage her at this point he's like they're kind of going through some photos and stuff of the lambert kind of thing he's like look you help these people like, you're stronger than them. You're alive. Like yep. you, you can't stop doing this. These families need people like you. When there's when there's a threat people can see, they have the police. When there's a threat that they can't see, they need you. And it, it was it was kind of a powerful scene. Just like ah okay, so that yeah, this kind of gives you a little more depth because we met Carl in the last movie, and if you haven't listened. To Insidious Padu, which again, that means you're on the wrong fucking one, asshole. By two of them. Go back. Twice. Unless you have seen the first, then just go back. Or heard the first. Also true. Not seen. But it does help to see. It's true. Just, you know, we're drunk, usually, kind of, so it's probably not the best to listen to us. I'm sober. But we give you a good idea. Kind of. We leave it shitty enough for you to still try to be able to watch the movie by yourself. You'll know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun to watch it happen. 
and see how well we did. A lot more eloquent than our silly voices. Yeah, my nasally hamster yeah. voice. And our lack well, of topic. You're recovering to fucking from your death illness. Fuck off. Jesus. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, uh, so that's that's the majority of that. Is you basically just kind of get the gist of Carl's like, you need to do this. It's it's a must. Um, and then we go back to the Brennans, and then then we get to the part again with uh, Beardy and Specs here. Yep. Hours <clears throat> later. Um. So they're kind of hanging out, and all of a sudden Beardy looks at his uh. Um. He looks at his remote control. And he's like, oh shit, she's walking. She's up. Like what? Like look. So they're all three kind of looking at the, uh, um, who's majiggers the camera feed remote. Remote to cam. And do the lights go off? Is that what yeah, it the is? The lights flicker out almost immediately. And yeah. Then that's when they kind of like, oh, what the fuck? And yeah. Like, the uh, um. So Specs picks up a high beam, and they start looking at it. Like I think she's in the hall, and he like kind of shines a light out there. They can see the beam coming up on the camera. Yeah, because it just whites out the screen. Yeah. Well, well kind of light eventually. Light greens out the screen. Yeah. Um, so the, like, they see her, the camera moving closer towards the light beam first. So Specs is, and all them are kind of walking to the doorway of the hall. And Specs steps out, shines the light that way, and he's like, she's gone. I'm like, what? And they look at the screen. Nothing for a minute. And then uh, they... um. They start following it to her room. Like they go into her room to check everything out and try to find out where she is. Like she's hiding, and they see it. It looks like she's. They get in the room. They see light on the shutters from on the camera feed. So they know that the high beam was, or she must be in the closet. That's what it is. Indeed. Yeah. So they uh, they're digging through the closet. And as soon as the dad opens the closet, like you can see his face on the camera like looking right at him like huh what the hell so they're looking and he's digging through and you think something's he, she's gonna pop out or something like this but doesn't not the case finds the camera <laughs> kind of tucked in this uh just like hung up on this this hanger Between sitting in the, the clothes shirts, yeah, yeah. Hung up on like, hanger. she took it off what and he like aims the camera over at beardy and beardy sees uh quinn standing right behind him in the thing, and he's like, ah, jumps, and she fucking kicks him in the shin, and he start goes with down. With plaster cast yeah. still on, remind you. Yeah, she's walking around with Standing. this shit. Yeah, and just fucking boots him in that, and then hits him with, uh, uh, she's got a pipe wrench, hits him yeah. in the, I think she hits him in the, the Well, Beardy ribs. goes down from the, uh, the hit to the shins, and then she whacks Dad, and then she proceeds to whoop Adam. And then they're all on the ground out. Did you just call him Adam? Yeah, because that's how I remember him. Specs, excuse yeah. me. Adam from Saw? Yeah. yeah. I remember him as Adam all the time because of that. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He looks like an Adam. Yeah, for sure. God, that um, fucking... All right, let me just... I'll just move that because that's what it's bashing up against. All right. <laughs> so now that everybody's down and out, she's like across the room from everybody. And like, I thought this this part was chilling. Like, this was probably one of the coolest scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. With, did you uh, write down everything she said? Uh, I did, actually. I'm pretty sure I have the whole quote written okay, down. Okay, because I think then that needs to be said if we have it. I'm pretty sure I have the whole quote written down on the next page. Um, So what happens is, like, she's standing there on the opposite side of the room, and there's this bed, and it's got a fairly large frame, 
And she just starts fucking hammering her casts against the edge of this bed, trying to break them off. And sure enough, both of the uh, casts are soon to, you know, broken off, completely gone. All you can see is, like, you know, some some obvious irritation and whatnot on the legs and all that good stuff. Then she strips off the neck brace and shit. And then uh, she finds this utility blade that's, like, sitting on top of, like, a A a shift robe or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hired him to come bust up a damn shiffer robe. <laughs> she does the old crippy walk across the room with a little crack, snapple, and pop going on in her legs as those shattered femurs of her grind against one another. And then, uh, yes, here is the quote. <clears throat> she stops and she looks at her dad and she goes, You're a useless fucking father. Your wife had to die in order to get away from you. I'd rather be dead dead too uh but going oh but i'm going to keep you alive to watch you suffer i'll be waiting for you in the darkness when the pain finally takes you and then she goes to slash her own throat and specs and uh dad end up grabbing her her arms right away and uh kind of just making sure the knife doesn't like slit her throat so they're they're like holding her and she's screaming. They're fighting back. They get her on the bed and uh, uh, her brother runs in and he's like, "Oh shit! What the hell?" And he's like, "Give me the cables right now!" And he grabs the cables and they kind of they bind her up so she can't do anything. The weird eyeball gulp in there. Oh yeah, like as they're holding her down. Yeah, right before Alex walks in and they're holding her down, like you see something crawling up her throat. Yep. And like then a- like all of a sudden her mouth opens and you see an eyeball in there and it blinks, which I was like. Well, that was unnecessary. Well, because what it is, it's uh, you can see it. Uh, it's a separation. It's like it looks like it's it's the dude looking through her. Like you can see his whole face moving yeah. back there, and it's just his eye looking out of her mouth. But yeah, it was it was unnecessary. I won't lie on it was, that. It was a total like shock value imagery kind of thing. Like that's yeah. all it was in there for. It didn't didn't really do i mean i guess it kind of says oh look you know the demons inside her but like i think that was already pretty fucking obvious yeah you know when she was up walking around on her broke ass legs shattered off the cast gave this crazy dark speech went to slit her own throat like i think everything that led up to that gave that plenty away and oh yeah i think up to that point they were doing great and then they did that eye thing and i was like okay I kind of fucked with this whole scene. Yeah. Like, easily one of the best scenes in the movie, but they did fuck with it in that one way, and it's like, ah, oh, come on. You ruined a great thing here. The uh, the shattering of the cast, that was, I, that was fucking brutal. Yeah. And her walking, and you, again, hearing the bones just... Oh. Uh, 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 the first time I watched that, that one did get to me a little uh, bit. Really? Yeah. I just some. Would you? Because I'm putting myself in that, you know, thinking about walking on broken legs. Ugh. I was like, that is fucked. Uh, um. Just seeing it's not too fucked, but imagining it—that's yeah. when it gets fucked. That's fair. So that yeah, that's the majority of that scene. They get they they're all tied up when once Alex get, Alex gets into the room and they, they eventually got her all tied to a chair and shit. Yep. And the guys are like, "This is fucking. This is out of our wheelhouse. This is above our pay grade kind of thing. We yep. we're used to sitting in dark rooms alone, yeah. dark quiet rooms alone, or some shit like that." He's like, "Wait, so there's nothing you can do? So you guys are a bunch of fucking frauds?" Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's pretty like, much, and they're just ready to dip. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck out of my house, and then they go to walk out the door, and Elisa's standing there. Startles Beardy a little yeah, bit goes, by oh. her being there. 
<laughs> and uh, she's kind of on a power trip now. She's like, let them stay. We might need them. Yep. But the only way we can do this is if we go up to where this thing lives. So they go up to the upstairs apartment, don't they? Do they? I thought they did. Because she was like, or no, maybe they was just... Oh, the Ernestos. That was the last name. Mr. Ernesto, right? The neighbors. Hector and Mr. Ernesto. Sure. Sorry, I thought we were trying to come up with their last names earlier, so it just hit me. Ernesto. No, we were trying (laughs) to think of Henry and Grace's last name. Oh, I don't think that was ever even revealed, was it? Nope. (laughs) So... Well, never mind. <laughs> Back to the story. I got sidetracked. <laughs> okay, see. so she goes to Slash, by uh, big guy. Nee. Expand. Why? Okay, so yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Dad's like, Alex, you need to go over and stay with the Ernestos. Uh, and he's like, nah, man, you need me here. I've, I've already seen blah, 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 blah. So he's like, okay, whatever, fine, you can stay. And then, uh, we're in the living room now. The big guy's ice in his knee, uh, beardy over here. Uh, and Elise is kind of explaining what she knows of the situation, uh, about him being like an old spirit that still lives in the building. And, you know, he's been feeding off of all sorts of different people over the years. And now he's feeding off of Quinn and he's already got half of her life force from the accident and he needs the other half in order to to get what he needs kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, they're dangerous, cl- dangerously close to the happening. Yep. At this motherfucking moment! So they're like... Um, they don't want to live again, but they want other souls to be dragged into their hell. Yep. Um, but her and... Uh, she decides to team up with um, the spirit... Uh, what is it? Yeah, the spirit sightings. Spectral, spectral sightings. sightings. Yeah. Decides to team up with them, figures out what, it, what each of them does. He's like, okay... Uh, Specs, you write ev- down everything I say, and uh, Beardy, you set up so you can see in the dark no matter I what. I like this scene. <laughs> she asks Beardy first. He goes, well, I'm sort of the technical part of the team, so I do video and audio and that kind of stuff. Like, all right, sounds good. You video, you, you record the whole thing. And then she goes, what do you do? <laughs> and he just goes, oh, this should be good. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, what do you bring to the team? Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. And then he goes, oh, this should be good. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the writer. Oh, that's good. I'm the, I'm the blogger. I do yeah. the writing for the blog. He goes, okay, so you just, you just write down everything I say. <laughs> just totally undercuts his value in the team. I just love to just fuck you under the bus. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of sitting around. They get, they get ready to go. Uh, she's tied up. Uh, Quinn's tied up in a chair. Lisa's sitting there. Um. And they're chit chatting, and she's like. Okay, you write down everything I say, whatever, and here we go. And she's like, we're trying to contact... Uh, That's when they officially name it the further. Yep, yep. Cause, yeah, because he's a uh, fucking Specs is sitting there writing down literally every word she says, talking out loud. She's like, could you just write and not talk? He's like, yeah, I yeah. got it. So she goes into the further, and uh, <clears throat> basically... Right away, she gets uh, attacked by the Black Bride. Like, she's in there. She's kind of barely moving around, and the Black Bride's coming at her, and... 
Well, I mean, you, you skipped over her and the rain, the rain bitch again. How she, she's like, show oh, me. Yeah, so like, she because yeah. at least she not a power trip. She's telling yeah. people what's up. Yeah. She's like, show straight me. up, right? Yeah. Like she goes from being meek and weak and you know not in a position to be well what Elise is as we know her from the other movies, <clears throat> and then uh, you know she's at this point like you said power trip just straight yeah. up like fuck just do this yeah she's like I'm not, sick of this shit anymore just do this yep so she runs in and she's like uh and she's like well do you know where he is and the lady points and she's like well take me to him and I'm like, ah fuck yeah let's do this yep she's she's she mean business she's ready to fuck this motherfucker up um. And then, yeah, then she ends up getting attacked by the Black Bride before she gets in the elevator and goes upstairs, right? Because the Black Bride gets her The right Black away. Bride does get her, but this is a, it's a little, just a little bit farther. Okay. Uh, they get up there, they get to, like, the door where the guy is, uh, and then, like, the lady's like, you can't do it, blah, 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 you can't do it, I've done it, whatever, and she's yeah. like, it's okay, you're free now. Yep. Uh, which I was like, Damn. Take take the authority to be like, oh, you're free. I'm gonna take care of this. Don't worry. I got yeah, because she was like, uh, I used to be able to feel him in like uh, his voice in my head at all times, but now he found a new pet. Yeah, yeah. You could tell she seemed like bummed out that she had found yeah. that he had found Quinn now. Yeah, because she was there. She, she wasn't was, the focus. She's like, you can't even kill yourself to escape it. So, you know, she was not enjoying her time at all. But, mm. um. So that, yeah, that that shit kind of walks off after the, after the year free now speech, and you know it, it shows like a quick cut back to the bedroom and whatnot, and uh, she she's like whispering, kind of like what she's seeing, and that's what Specs is writing down. She's like, I can hear his breathing, and uh, so she enters the room, and there's like she sees a man, uh, like a a larger, heavier set man with some some suspenders on, a plaid. A uh, white and blue plaid shirt, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, white hair going bald towards the uh, crown, just kind of facing away from her on the bed. And uh, the woman—that's when the woman black uh, officially appears. Gotcha. That's when she gets attacked. Is in this in this room as soon as she sees him. Yep. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause now does she does the woman in black attack her before she gets over and sits on the bed and talks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's after that that she goes to the back. Gotcha. Yep. So the woman in black like rushes her and uh, has her pinned up against the wall and is like strangling her. And then she kind of flashes back to what uh, Carl was saying. He's like, you're stronger than her because you're alive. Yep. You're alive. So she's like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, not today, bitch. And like pulls her hands off and just like hucks her fucking through the air. Little Elise. I just love it. Fucking hucks her. She's like, bring it. And then the woman in black like just kind of disappears around the corner and is gone. She's like, hey, you know what? I picked the wrong bitch today. I picked the wrong bitch today. I thought that the like the come on bitch yeah. line was like super corny. Oh dude. Like, <laughs> so it was forced. It was. But it like was, in some odd way, just it, it being was satisfying. Least, it was satisfying. Yeah. Exactly. It was oddly un unusually satisfying for how corny it was. That's, yeah, that's fair. For sure. Because it was so forced. <laughs> Definitely so. Put in there specifically for the fuck Alice moment, you know? But uh, that's okay. And then she's like, so now, it's, you know, that she, like you said, recedes into the blackness, if you will. And then uh, she yells at the man on the couch. She's like, release the girl! And then the man turns around and that's when she realizes that it's her husband's. Yep. 
Jack. And uh, <clears throat> they kind of hug and they're chit-chatting. And she knows that it's not really him, though, isn't it? Eventually she does. Yeah, because he not says right something. Yeah, he says something. He, uh, he, well, what he says is, like, I can't exist on this plane or, or Earth without you. And that's why I ask you to join me. But I can't do it for you. You have to kill yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And she's like, as much as I love you and miss you and I, and I would love to join you, I know that my Jack would never ask me to do that. And that's yeah. how I know. You're the demon! Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, she's like, release her. Fucking let her go. And, uh, what is it? How does this play out now? I forgot. I have no more notes well uh she ha- i can't remember what she had for like a weapon but like she had something and when she's like and that's how i know you're the demon she like slashes him across the face and shit yeah and that's when it, like you officially see the demon it kind of emerges and he does like the clap clap thing and like uh the, the half quinn crawls out yep yeah, he's then, like summoning his dog. Right, exactly. And but they're like awesome, thunderous. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking. They're loud. They Thor resonate. Or through Hulk further. clapping in the third. In the further. Yeah. Further. The further. <laughs> the further. <laughs> the further. <laughs> Welcome to the further. <laughs> we serve martinis till two a.m. Half off until eight. Your room is one thirty-one. Here's a key. Good deal, baby. <laughs> anyway, with that character? The, the half Quinn, <laughs> the half Quinn is there, and uh, Elise basically fucking charges this dude and shoves him, and steals the half Quinn. Starts running out of the room, right? Uh, there's like the stomp or whatever, but yeah, she does steal him and like or steal the halvesy and yeah. kind of run out of the room with him and. Passes a bunch of souls that he's collected over the years along the way, all standing in their respective doorways. <clears throat> and uh, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. And then there's like, uh, there's a bit of a face-off section where like, she's like, what, right in front of the apartment, I would assume. I think right? so, Right, yeah. that's what it is. And then like, all of a sudden there's a little bit of a face-off. She kind of charges him, pushes him, pushes him, and then the floor opens and he like kind of falls through. And, like, you know, you're just kind of led to believe that he's gone at that point. And to go into the room, and then another end of the apartment, and they're in, you're in the room where the seance is currently going on. And she jumps back into her body, and it, it flashes to the real world. She's like, ah, yes, I'm here. But then, uh, you know, you got an issue. Yeah, she didn't make... a snag in the plan. She did not uh, get the half Quinn into her body, or help her get into her body fast enough. Because as she was trying... Oh, fucking breathe. Uh, the man who can't breathe grabs her. Oh, gaspy breath. Yep. And he's literally just kind of sitting there like holding her, um, like coddling her basically, the havesy, and is holding her real close. And, like you see her faceless features kind of start to like numb up just a little bit. They start to form. Which, you know, obviously indicates that, that he's getting the rest of her soul. Yeah. You know, this is just about over. He's almost got what he wants. Um, and then the, in the real world, they're like, she's like, what? Why isn't she back? He's like, uh, the presence that has her, like he has her. And uh, like, what's happening? What's happening? He's like, is she dying? He's like, uh, essentially, yes. And the dad's freaking out. He's like, you said you could save her. Like, you said you could bring her back. Like, 
I'm trying, like, freaking out. I was like, but I know, like, everybody hold her hand. Like, they, they all start grabbing her hand, and it's still not doing shit. She's like, it's okay. I knew there's somebody else here that would want to help her, too. Um, I heard, no, no, no. She stands up, and she's like, there was another woman who died here. There was another woman who died here. Uh, uh, Grace. Like, yeah, okay. She's told me something, uh, some, a book, a book. What book? What book? Like, Elise is, like, sc- like basically screaming at the nothing and is walking like backwards backing, yeah backing and, up in the room uh hand just happens to land on quinn's diary it's almost like grace was guiding her to yeah it, like physically as they were ta- talking you know air quotes yep um and she picks up the quinn's diary okay and she flips to like the very back page and there's a note there and it's from her mom mm, from lily yeah it's a letter from lily uh because she was trying to uh, reach Quinn, and that's why Quinn actually visited Elise in the first place. Um, but yeah, they're like, okay. So they bring the letter over, and they start kind of like yelling it into uh, Quinn's ears and stuff like that, and the mom kind of ends up like walking well, into the further. And Elise calls out to Lily, too. She's like, help us with if- you know, your daughter needed your help more ever than now. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is the time this she needs it. This is the time, yeah. She, she needs it the more. She's never needed it more than now. Yeah. Three uh, years deep has really got me going. So, yeah, the mom kind of appears in the further, and she's glowing at this point. Like, she's super yellow. Because she's coming from the light. Yep. The second plane. Yep. So she's there, and she gets right down there, and she starts whispering and, uh... <laughs> Three quarters. Quinn's, Quinn's ear. ear. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm mean, actually at this point I'm gonna say about seven eighths. Quinn's yeah, ear. Yeah, probably you're right. And uh, that's when you kind of see Quinn become whole, and you're like, "Fuck, nothing helped. Nothing helped." And the breather man kind of looks up at her, and Quinn just or looks down at her, kind of like backs away, like, "Okay, cool. You're you're here all the way now." And that's when Quinn just grabs his fucking mask and just yanks it down. And that was apparently his weakness. Mm. That was apparently his legit weakness. The heavy breather needed that oxygen mask, yep. and without it, shit was fucked. Yeah, literally, like, fucking ash just started pouring out of his mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, Quinn kind of jumps back into her body, and she's there. In the real world. Yes. yes. She's back. <clears throat> she's like yeah you made it and she's like well we wouldn't have been able to do it without a little help yep who what you got my love I need to know this is real I need to know oh <laughs> and then she talks about how you know the the audition how her mom was there just not, yep. not the figure that she saw she was like up in the balcony that, yeah she was super proud of you um yeah, and she's like, "You don't need to look for my look for me anymore. I'll always be here," and that kind of thing. And then Quinn's like, "She'll never be back on this planet again, will she?" Which was like, yeah. another one of those lines. I was like, "Really? I don't yeah, know if no, that's necessary." She, she goes, "She's said. she's like, yeah, she's not coming back." She's yeah. like, "No, like she's dead. Like, come on, you're not fucking four years old. You know how death works." So. Quinn's like, okay, whatever, fine. Yeah, thanks, Mom. I love you. Crying. Oh, sad face, happiness, tears, Sean. Hug. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Pretty much. And then it's we jump morning. to the next morning. And uh, 
Celise and the uh, Specs and Beardy out Adam, by the van. Adam and Beardy. Hanging out, <laughs> and uh, they're kind of chit-chatting. Oh, figuring out, she's like, Ellie's like, that's the first time you've ever seen a ghost, is it? Uh, right. And they're like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. You never, you never, you never, get, you never get, you get used to it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's see. Huh? How about we go into business together? And they kind of don't really say anything, and she's just like, you know what? I'm on a power trip. You guys are basically doing it. She's like an authoritative, nice grandma. Right. She's like, okay, how about you guys just walk me to my car? I can <laughs> tell you think this is a good idea, and I know it's best for you, so we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So how about you walk me to my car? And uh, so they like each grab her arm, and they're walking, and then they're like, you know, if we're going to be going into business together, I think that uh, you guys should dress a little nice. They're like, what? Beard is like, this shirt's a, collect- uh, this shirt's a collectible. It's like, yeah, and it's like, well, I, I want you to apologize. Like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, but what else? What would you have us wear? It's like, oh, probably a sh- uh, sh- a shirt and tie. It's like, ha, 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 and I mean, that's I've never seen that happen. Right? Yeah. As and now, yep, that's exactly how <laughs> it happened. One thing I did like about that is, as they were walking away, he still actually had the limp. Like it wasn't yeah. just gone miraculously. Yeah. It's like I'm glad that. I don't know if it was a producer or a director's thing or if he just wasn't dumb enough to oversee that small detail. Yeah. But like, I was like, thank you. I appreciate that because it's only like eight hours later and you got bashed in the fucking chin. Yeah, with a fucking monkey wrench and uh, a... And, and a cast. Yeah, by a demon. Wielded, yes, exactly. Wielded by a demon. So <laughs> it was mustering up all of the strength of that little 17-year-old girl available. Girl available. I muddled that all out. Yeah, no, dude, Jesus. trust me, the last line of my notes. Let me tell you about this one. Tell me all about it. <laughs> okay, anyway, so it's back to Elise's house. Yes, it is. And she's kind of, ha, 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 I'm back Wrapping in business. It up. And she's, you know, getting ready for bed, and she's talking to uh, Warren. Warren, she's like, oh, what is it? Um, Thanks for uh, always looking after me. And because he's apparently that dog does not move like, well, up until this point, <laughs> yeah, right. literally just, uh, just sat there. Um, and she's like, she reaches into her closet to grab the vest and just like, like, as was depicted before. Yep. And it's like, Oh, where, where's the, huh? Oh, it's on the bed. It's oh, love you, Jack. Out. Yeah. Um, and as she's like, she's getting ready to hop in the bed. Um, the dogs Warren starts barking like while he walks over to this closet and he's like looking in the blackness and he's barking and barking and barking. And, uh, I actually wrote, it's called the dog's not barking. It's dark bogging. <laughs> dark bogging. <laughs> <laughs> Mix those up a bit. Um, and he's kind of standing there and you see a pale face like in the bottom of the closet, which I never wasn't quite sure on what yeah, that was. Me either. I was I was in the same boat. I was like, like it's not that. And then it looks shows at Elise, and then all of a sudden, Darth Maul's behind her. <laughs> Darth Maul. Darth Maul. <laughs> Red faced demon from the first movie, not Darth Maul. You dick. It's Darth Maul. Darth Maul didn't have like crazy old man hair. That's true. Darth Maul with crazy man hair. Darth Maul with crazy old man. You're right. That's basically what this guy is. That yeah. is the truth. Yeah. And then it's... And they didn't even do the awesome fucking violin beep, exit. Beep, beep, beep. 
kind of like that. <laughs> but they didn't do that. Uh, they no. just went to fucking credits in a quiet way. And now... We shall now implement exactly what we described. We would implement a grading system, motherfuckers. Oh, we're going to grade you bitches. We talked about this at the very end of Jeepers Creepers Volume 2, and by golly, we've done it. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We've got five sections. We've got the setting, the casting, the cinematography, the plot, and the originality of the overall movie. Giving each one two points for a total of ten possible points. We're going to rate these fucking movies from here on out. On this 10-point grading scale. It's true. We're going to become more efficient. Not less. That. Probably not more efficient. It's going to take up more time, so that's less efficient. But at least you'll have an idea of what the fuck we think of the movie. It's true. And you can compare it to priors and futures. That's true. See, that's the whole point. We're trying to help you. Help us help you. Nope, never mind. You can't. We're just going to help you. That's true. That's is that Well... Send us your ideas. Gentlemen'sInfury.gmail.com. At gmail.com. Not that gmail.com. That's not how that works. So, That's true. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to have to say, overall, it's going to get a 6 out of 10. What gives it a 6 for you? 6? Uh, well... Where are the big negatives? Let's start with the big negatives. Uh, we're going to start with the originality. Because it started to lose it in the subcategories that we had kind of set up. It had a lot of cliches in there and a lot of unnecessary sure. effects. Yes. Uh, which the cinema effects, we're, I'm going to throw in with the cinematography section. So each of those I gave a one. Okay. Because that's that's two points right there. I was like, okay, that's not what these are supposed to be about. They kind of lost its its way mm. as a forced thing. Um, let's see. Um, the bit, another thing was, let's, let me see that real quick. Go ahead. I will go ahead and give mine. I'm going to say a five for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously giving it a five, I didn't fucking hate the movie by any stretch. But yeah. I had certain casting issues, as we talked about with the yeah. father and him being, you know, a fairly, you know, pendulous role in the overall story. It, it, it would seem more important to me to, to pick somebody that seemed more like a dad role. And to me, he just, he wasn't a dad. And I, I just, I have a hard time getting past that. He just seems like, character-wise, like the way he portrayed the character was accurate I would say but his acting and his appearance did not lend to the character itself and that really took me away from his character fair enough so I have a big problem with that one for sure um setting I didn't really have any issues with it it followed exactly what I I mean being a few years before the Lambert case I was I was I mean fairly convinced by that you know they, they were still using slider phones uh, her Macintosh was a fairly old school Mac, which I was like, okay, that it kind of follows suit on everything, and you know, you you didn't see anything that was like out of place technology wise. I, yeah. I liked that. Everything seemed like it kind of fit that way. Um, the only thing that I would say that was a little on that side was like for that era computer and her talking about like a kid of her age having a blog was kind of weird. That's more of like the last three years or so maybe five even since yeah. like we grad since i graduated like that uh, blogging yeah i think that was a bit of a stretch for someone of her age to be doing blogging and all did that she blog i believe so 
Yeah, I mean, she talked about it when she was taking pictures of her food during that first breakfast scene. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's for my blog, Dad. And she's like, why do people care about your food? And yeah, it's you're like, you're a boring person. No one yeah, gives a shit. no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, like, I don't know. That that was the only out-of-place part. So I'm, I'm not going to really get too, too hopped up on that. So I'm going to say the setting was okay. The plot, I would say, overall was predictable, you know. It, it, as far as the first movie killed it the second one like it had some cool new features from the first one and then the third one was like nothing more than a rehash of the first two and this movie uh... and, it, and it was really a throwback too because it was just kind of explaining how the first one got there so it, it really feels like a throwaway plot to the overall insidious story yeah. um i will go with the the plot to being down to a one just because the fact that the way they brought portrayed at least throughout most of this i did not care for agreed um, her being i mean the her being timid and broken yes, i did not appreciate I, yes. and then also the way she got so when she was on her power trip i did not really care for that too much just because it was it was too playful almost you know what i mean like it was like i agree like elise is supposed to be a sweet lady like somebody who you want to be your grandma and she's like when she's screaming, running down the hall, chasing, pushing this dude, like, that's, no, that's not, that's not what it, she, no matter what, she does not have the strength to do that. I agree. I feel like, if anything, it shouldn't have been a physical thing. It should she kind of done, like, a more mental aspect. Like, she has, like, a will that pushes these things away. Like, yeah. her being this intense psychic... I feel like her having this sort of willpower, something that you don't necessarily like the force of sorts yeah. in, in this in this scenario where she can just kind of fuck you. Right, you know? like, hey, you don't exist. I, th- I feel You're like gone. for her to have to physically, as a 60-year-old woman, put hands on a ghost is just forced and kind of... So I'm with you there. And then, again, the timidness, it just it didn't fit how they built her so far as a character. Yeah. Granted, everything we know is after that but right and and i mean it's it's it makes sense them trying to explain like you know her husband killing himself really you know yeah. gave her a really hard time and they wanted to take it but like just the way they showed it it just wasn't how it should look yeah you know, they, they just they didn't represent what broken elise should look like i think it, broken elise would look a lot different than how they presented it so i feel that's like that's another yeah. big issue like that i totally agree with you on yeah, she would have. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that was that was a poor job on their part. But otherwise, it's still an okay movie. It did follow the rule of threes. Very much so. Like first one killed it. Second one, eh. Third one. This one was a. It wasn't a. Oh, it was more of a. Eh. Yeah. Definitely didn't. It, it was a four H eh. Yeah. It was a four H eh. That's it. I wouldn't say that it took the three movie dive that we tend to talk about in our and our yeah. overall eight millimeters, where it's like going full blown cult status. Yeah. No. I don't feel was, like they took that jump. No. Not 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 as far, but it was close. It was definitely a little cheesy and campy at points. And yeah. They were they were teetering on that edge, but I don't think they fucking jumped off the edge. If anything, they might slip. Like. The, you know, in any movie where there's someone standing on the edge and the ground yeah. falters beneath them and then they fall. Like, if, that, if anything, that's how it's going to happen. They didn't jump off the yeah. edge. The ground's going to crumble beneath them. They're, they're peering over real real far. They're peering over that edge real far sure. on that one. That's a hefty lean. Right? And with that much of a lean, tends to come a fall. They're like Amy Lee on the uh, Bring Me to Life video. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Goddamn. And I also, I also don't like that they didn't really do anything with the red face guy again. 
They just brought him back. They, again, there. just like, hey, something you remember. And then that's like all they did with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. And in the beginning, Why was he in the there? first movie, he didn't have too much purpose in my opinion either like we kind of talked about this in the first yeah. when we when we did he was just the, the he one. was just the strong one that was around he was a catalyst to the story yeah. more than anything else yeah because the uh the woman in black was the connection between the family but he that was just a strong demon in the area which t- somehow just he was a cool demon but yeah i feel like he should have been played up more. I feel like he should have been the star of this he, yeah, movie. Here's what it is. Yeah, it's it's very much what you just said there. It's like I feel like the focus has so much been on the woman's black on the woman in black, the, the black bride, whatever you want to call her. And and I'm just waiting. I want to know what this guy's story is. Yeah, there's got to be like something. that little peek into his lair and everything that they did in this. Uh, that was the second one. I liked that. I want to know more. But they were they're just putzing with you know that was a small time thing so it was just like fuck you know yeah. again we're just touching on it so I just I really want that I I just maybe that's why I feel so cheated out of it is they just keep focusing on this Black Bride thing and it's they just keep teasing more or less with it it's like hey this guy is still part of the series just so you know <laughs> and that's all that's all they give you fuckers <laughs> I don't want that yeah I, I was. Well, I don't hate the movie. I'll I'll give it a five. I'll put it a middle of the road movie. It's not horrible, but it's certainly not great. Nope. And especially considering it's a part of a series, and, and the third one, it just took the fucking dive. It it definitely deserves a five in my book. Yep. So that's it. We yeah. have a grading system now. We do. And uh, I think this one actually went longer than the movie this time. Um. I'm guessing it did. I'm yeah. I'm guessing it did. Quite a bit. I'm alright with it. That's okay. That's Insidious 3 here on 8mm Dissection. I'm gonna dissect you. Wrap uh, this shit up tight. Real tight. Asian pussy tight. Okay. I'm Petey. I'm Josh. The hamster. Clementine. I knew you were gonna say Clementine. Did you really? No, of <laughs> course I didn't. <laughs> we're out of here, folks. Peace. See you next time. Um, <laughs> All right, <clears throat> that is a wrap on that series, at least, you know, for now. I'm sure Insidious will keep on going. But for the time being, that is Insidious Volumes 1, 2, and 3, or chapters, I guess, is more apt since that's how they're naming them. Um, but I don't really have too much for you guys this week, so I'm just going to rattle off the normal shit. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at gents underscore INQ. Go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gents INQ. No underscore in that name. Feel free to send us an email at gentlemansinquiry at gmail.com. You can go ahead and subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. We're on Podbean. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of other ones like uh, Pocket Cast and all that kind of shit that you can find us on as well. So get out there and goddamn do it. Or tell your friends to do the same. That's it for this week. Another episode of 8mm Dissection. My name is Petey, and I am out of here. Later, motherfuckers.